Hey, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. Duval. Hey, welcome in. We're going to talk about the Jaguars on the Teal Shirt Report, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports as well. You know, bad news to report about the Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars now on a four-game losing streak after the 30-14 to loss against the Houston Texans. Uh, going back to uh, last Sunday, uh, the game was played uh, last Sunday between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans 30, the Jaguars uh, 14, the final score. That was back on uh, Sunday, October the 11th, on the road. The Jaguars went on the road, and it was not a friendly place for the Jaguars. Um, and, in fact, you know, Houston had just fired their general manager and coach, Bill O'Brien. So Bill O'Brien was out. The team at Houston was was actually 0-4, amazingly enough. The Jags went in there hoping to, to get a win at Houston. They uh, came away with a loss. Romeo Cornell was the interim coach for the Houston Texans. But, again, Bill O'Brien was out. Amazingly enough, after four weeks, but they were 0-4. It is a, you know, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. Uh, you got to win games. Wins and losses is what it comes down to. Could the Jaguars be starting to run into the same situation? They're now 1-4. They're desperate for a win. They really need a win badly. They won their first game over the Colts in the season opener in uh, game one. Boy, that was, what, over a month ago. So the Jags have dropped four straight games, including that game to Houston, to winless Houston, the Houston Texans 30, the Jacksonville Jaguars 14. And, again, that game was played back on uh, Sunday, October the 11th. We'll have more about the Jaguars coming up, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, including a complete breakdown and shakedown of high school football for North Florida, parts of South Georgia, and even South Alabama as well. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Much more about the Jags, your Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. The Teal Shirt Report is, of course, uh, brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Saucer Realty for plenty of North Florida real estate listings all over North Florida, you know, whether it's uh, home, residential, commercial business, see Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty for your real estate needs in North Florida. Maybe you're wanting to move to the beautiful North Florida area. Contact Saucer Realty. Also, you can go to BigJReport.com and look in our weather information, our 24-7 weather information area, and you'll find the link to Saucer Realty. Again, for your real estate needs in North Florida, it's Saucer Realty. And again, follow us and you can find the Saucer Realty link at BigJReport.com as well. And we're also sponsored by LakeUfalaHits.com for internet radio, great internet radio. It's LakeUfalaHits.com. It's all good. More of the Teal Shirt Report is coming right up. Stay tuned.
are tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report, talking about the game in Houston uh, last Sunday, you know, back on October the 11th. Difficult loss for the Jaguars, although the Jaguars were in the game at halftime. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7 at halftime, I should say. That was the halftime score. Houston 10, the Jaguars 7. Uh, Houston added a field goal in the third quarter. Uh, the Jaguars' uh, uh, field goal woes continue. I believe they what they missed a couple of more kicks, a couple of more field goals in this game. Uh, Hoshka was was released, and uh, they'll go at it. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, this coming Sunday as the Jags host Detroit. But just going back for a moment to the Houston Texans game last Sunday. Back on October the 11th, again, the Jags were in the game at halftime. Houston 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7. Houston added a field goal in the third quarter, but a big 17-point outburst by Houston in the fourth quarter as the defense kind of let the Jags down in the second half. They, you know, they did okay in the first half. In the second half, kind of back to the, the same normal uh, way the Jaguars defense has been playing. So not a lot of consistency with the defense for, you know, the entire four quarters. Uh, the Detroit Lions will be in Jacksonville this Sunday. That will be, um, of course, this Sunday, October the 18th. The Detroit Lions at our Jacksonville Jaguars. Detroit is about a three-point favorite in most circles. As you know, the Jags on a four-game losing streak now. and. Also, we want to mention, you know, we're going to talk more North Florida Entertainment, other area sports too, but postponed this week uh, due to some COVID-19 issues and concerns uh, on the Florida Gators program in Gainesville. The LSU at Florida game has been postponed, you know, and this is going to create more issues. Um, well, I mean, it's, you know, health issues with COVID-19, but besides that, and we certainly want to pray for everyone to, to get well, stay well. If you got a positive test, we want you to go negative, you know, within what a couple of, uh, you know, I think they have to take like have three negative tests in a row over about a three day period. So we'll see what happens, but here's the interesting scenario. I think Florida had LSU at a very good time, in the schedule in the season in October. Moving the game now to December, a week before the SEC championship game, assuming Florida can somehow beat Georgia in the annual Florida-Georgia game on November the 7th at the uh, TIA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida, um, that LSU at Florida game gets bigger. It, it could be the difference in Florida – making the SEC championship and not LSU a little bit down there one and two Florida's two and one it's going to be a big game uh, one week before the SEC championship game as of course the game was supposed to be played uh, this Saturday October the 17th due to COVID-19 issues mainly on the Florida side we understand on the Florida side the game has been postponed LSU at Florida was supposed to be played this Saturday, October the 18th. The game's been postponed until the uh, really the first part of December. 
about a week before the SEC championship game is played in mid-December. So this is really an interesting turn of events. It's of a serious nature due to COVID-19, but also it changes, you know, kind of the, you know, the emotional level of the season, which the seasons, college football, as well as the NFL, you know, it's played in emotions and, and um, in different points of the season where you got the early part of the season, the midseason, the late part of the season. I know we're just doing a 10-game conference-only schedule, but but now instead of getting LSU in game four, you're going to get them way down the road in what will actually turn out to be game 10 before the SEC championship game. LSU's got a young team. They may end up being a much better team by game 10. So we'll see what happens. Just kind of my thoughts about that on the Teal Shirt Report. Again, the Detroit Lions at the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday, October the 18th. The Lions uh, about a three-point favorite, again, in most circles. The Jaguars trying desperately to snap a four-game losing streak. The Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars need a win very, very badly. And stay tuned. We've got high school football. We're going to run down the scoreboard uh, for North Florida. Check in with uh, Alex Nunry, who's got a couple of high school football reports for us. He was at a high school football stadium Thursday, and then Alex was at a high school football stadium on Friday night. So we'll have a couple of reports from a couple of different games from uh, Big J Report uh, contributor Alex Nunry, who's going to do some interviews at these uh, different high school stadiums. If you listen to the Teal Shirt Report, you've heard Alex uh, on the Teal Shirt Report uh, doing interviews at some of the high school games in just the past few episodes. So we'll join Alex Nunry. We'll also take a complete look at, uh, for the most part, we've got the majority of the high school football scores we're going to run down for North Florida, uh, South Georgia, and even uh, parts of uh, South Alabama. So stay tuned. we got a high school football uh, report coming up as part of the Teal Shirt Report. On the Teal Shirt Report, we have your Jacksonville Jaguars news. We certainly do. If it's not, you know, if it's, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's not on the Teal Shirt Report, again, I'll repeat, if it's not on the Teal Shirt Report, it's simply not relevant. So make sure you tune in for the Teal Shirt Report. You know, for all our episodes, this is episode number 64 that we're doing now. North Florida Entertainment, other area sports coming up. And we'll, again, run down some some high school football scores as well. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Well, we're going to continue with the Teal Shirt Report. The Jacksonville Jaguars on a four-game losing skid they will be hosting the Detroit Lions 1 o'clock kickoff this Sunday afternoon, October the 18th. Again, the Lions about a three-point favorite. Let's move into some other area sports now. We're going to talk some some high school football. You're going to hear from Alex Nunry, who, you know, goes to another high school football stadium this week. You know, Alex uh, is going to a high school football stadium this past Thursday night, also this past Friday night. Speaking of Thursday night games, which uh, did take place 
uh, back on Thursday night, October the 15th, there were a couple of Thursday night games. Uh, my Ed White Commanders, I went to, my name is Scott, by the way, I went to school at Ed White years ago. Uh, Ed White defeated Terry Parker, the Ed White Commanders 22, Terry Parker 20. Uh, the final score. Also, Alex Nunry that same night, uh, Thursday night, uh, back on October the 15th, Alex Nunry went out to the Andrew Jackson and Episcopal game. And we're going to join Alex Nunry uh, for that report from Thursday night in the game between Andrew Jackson and Episcopal. Here's a report from Alex Nunry. Good evening and welcome to the Teal shirt report on this beautiful Thursday night edition of Thursday night high school football. My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here at Episcopal High School, coached by the Jacksonville Jaguars legend Mark Brunel. As the Eagles of Episcopal are playing against the Andrew Jackson High School Fighting Tigers. Episcopal is led by t- head coach Mark Brunel. He is a Jaguar legend, one of the oldest, one of the best quarterbacks in Jacksonville Jaguars history. Episcopal is led by receiver number nine, Nick Elskins. Elkins, I apologize. Jackson is coached by Chris Foy. He is his first year at Jackson, 10 years as assistant coach at Fletcher prior to Jackson. Due to the Unfortunate Corona virus or COVID-19, as some may recall, Episcopal, the Eagles, are not allowing people, anyone, to interview their coaches or any of their players. But we will have some interviews from the Fighting Tigers of Jackson High School, located off Gulf Air Boulevard over in downtown Jacksonville. The Tigers, coached by Chris Foy, his first year here at Episcopal, his first year at Andrew Jackson High School, 10 years at Fletcher High School as an assistant coach under coach Kevin Brown. The Tigers' athletic director is Mr. Kevin Sullivan, Coach Sullivan. The Episcopal Eagles' athletic director is Coach Andy Kidd. They're head coached by coach Jaguar legend Mark Brunel. The Tigers athletic director is coach Kevin Sullivan. Coach Sullivan has over 27 years of high school football coaching, most recently at Ed White last year and at Atlantic Coast High School. The Tigers wide receivers coach of Andrew Jackson High School is one of the best wide receivers in NAL history for the Jacksonville Sharks. That's Devin Wilson. We'll interview Devin as well after the game. And the Eagles linebacker coaches, Sharks legend Charlie Hunt Jr. All right, welcome to the Teal Shore Report. We are here with the stars of the Jackson Mighty Tigers after their big win over. Um, Episcopal, we have number five, his cousin, a Jackson legend, Markel Wade. We have the quarterback number 11, Jalen 
Sonnier, and then we have number 10, Grayson Howard, who's going to be what Coach Sullivan predicts is a power five prospect. And we have number four who's looking at Indiana. If y'all, one of y'all want to talk about how y'all did tonight, which one? I will. Tonight was a challenging game. You know, the offense and defense went back and forth. But overall, hey, we've been practicing all week. We've been staying together. Never uh, put our heads down. So, you know, we came out with a victory tonight. All right, congrats, guys. All right, we're here with the winning coach, the Teal Share Report. Coach Chris Foy spent 10 years on the sidelines at Fletcher and then played at Fayetteville State his first season at Jackson. How did you like the game tonight, Coach? Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better for a better game. Uh, Episcopal has a, a, an enormous program, and uh, it was a lot of fun competing tonight. All right, and how, how do you think you all played so, so far in your first season at Jackson? Oh, we're, we're, I mean, we're improving every week. Um, they're, they're fighting tougher, and, and, and uh, you know, the resilience is what speaks out to me tonight. You know, they, they don't quit. You know, we won't quit. Yeah. All right, thanks, Coach. Yes, sir. All right, we're here with the Episcopal quarterback, Tucker Toberlin. Toberlin. He just committed to the Stetson Hatters just yesterday. How, how do you think of the game, and how is it playing with one of the best tight ends and probably the city's had in, like, some time? Uh, I think we got to do better offensively tonight. Defense kept us in the game. Um, had a pick six late in the game. I can't do that that late. Uh, stakes that high. But, you know, playing with Nick is fun. I mean, Nick's you know he's got all the hype. He's got all the all the stats, all the all the numbers. And you know, he's a big target. And some weeks he's a big weapon. Other weeks he's just kind of a big decoy. And either way, it just really helps us out having him on part of the squad. And we're just glad he didn't leave. Glad he's still here, uh, staying with us. And um, you know, just nothing but a blessing playing with him. All right, thank you. All right, thank you all. We're here at the Teal Shirt Report. We're here with the Gator commit, Nick Elskins, or Elksness. How, how, how did you feel about tonight's game and about being a Gator? Um, well, to be honest, I feel like I could have done a lot more to help the team out. But, I mean, that's just the way that the game goes. That's how football is. Um, but talking about Florida, man, I, I can't be happier. I'm ready to get down there in January and uh, just um, – fight, struggle, try and get that starting spot. You heard it here, folks. He's going to be the next Kyle Kyle Pitts, hopefully. But, yeah. Have a good night, man. All right. Yeah, that's all for tonight. We'll catch you all tomorrow night at Clay versus Pedro Menendez. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. All right. Bye. Well, it sounded like uh, Alex Nunnery had a big time over at Episcopal. Jackson won the game, though, on that Thursday night game, that Thursday night, October the 15th game. Great game, though. Very, very close. A lot of touchdowns. Andrew Jackson, 35, and Episcopal, 28. Back on Thursday night, October the 15th, we gave you the Ed White score. Ed White winning on Thursday night, too. Ed White, 22, and Parker, 20, the final score on Thursday night. October the 15th. Checking more scores across North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas. Uh, high school football scoreboard for Friday night, October the 16th. Look like this. Bowles defeated Baker County. 
Bowles 33, Baker County 14. Some people may be surprised by the amount of points Bowles won by. Both of these teams are 5-1, and one, both considered very, very good high school football programs uh, here in Northeast Florida. Again, Bowles 33, Baker County 14, the final score. Two of the best teams uh, here in North Florida. After this game, again, Bowles and Baker County now are both 5-1. and one. Also, some other scores uh, across North Florida. Pontevedra, the Sharks defeated Inglewood. Pontevedra 23, Inglewood 7, the final score. Creekside down the, uh, and actually shut out the Atlantic Coast Stingrays. It was Creekside 29, and Atlantic Coast Stingrays nothing. Fleming Island defeated First Coast. Fleming Island 27, and First Coast 7, the final score. Alex Nunnery, who was at uh, Episcopal on Thursday night, uh, he actually uh, moved over. Uh, to cover the Clay High School Blue Devils game against Pedro Menendez. And we're going to join Alex Nunnery for his uh, Friday night report of the game, of course, uh, between Pedro Menendez and the Clay High Blue Devils. Uh, let's get our report from Alex Nunnery, his Friday night report on Clay, on uh, Clay High School and Menendez. Good evening and welcome to the Chelsea Report. We are here at beautiful Veterans Stadium here on the beautiful campus of Pedro Menendez High School. My name is Alex Nunnery and we have a great high school football game for you tonight between the visiting Clay High School Blue Devils and the home team, the Pedro Menendez High School Falcons. The Blue Devils are coached in his first season by Kyle Kennard. The Blue Devils come into this game at 4-0. Last season, they won only one football game. The Falcons are coached by Mark Galella, and our, their athletic director is Mr. Patrick Turner. They are 2-2. Two two. The Falcons come off a nice win over Inglewood last week while the clay high school fighting blue devils come off a beautiful win 53 to 28 over west nassau warriors they are led by their senior running their junior running back alquarius ray 22 carries 243 yards and three touchdowns last week as the clay player of the week. He is number 22 and he will be joining us post game for a post game interview. The Blue Devils are led by Kyle Kennard and the Falcons are led by quarterback number 11, King Benford Jr. With 7.40 remaining in the first quarter, it's a visiting Clay High School Blue Devils 14 and the Falcons 0. Clay with two beautiful scoring possessions, a beautiful pass by number one, Trey Griner, and then a nice touchdown run by number 22, Aquarius Ray. It's 14 to nothing, Clay, 7.40, first quarter. Uh, we are here at the Teal Show Report with the unfortunate 
Clay High School 49 and the Pedro Menendez Falcons 7. We are here with the St. John's County Player of the Week from last week, Julian Cantero. He scored an interception, I believe, against Inglewood. Tell us about how you feel about, about that recognition. Um, I just played hard last week. It fell in my hands. Uh, the coach put me in the right position, and everything just fell in place. All right. Thank you, man. All right. That's it. We're going to go interview the Clay Fighting Blue Devils, the quarterback, the running back, an offensive lineman, and the linebacker. All right, we're here at the Clay football game. We have a nice Blue Devils win, 49-7. We're here with some of the stars from the Blue Devils. We're here with Tristan Keith, right? Alquarius, the best running back in Clay County, Jordan McGill, and then Trey Griner. If one of y'all want to talk about how y'all feel about tonight's game. I feel like, I feel like, you know, we started the game off with a touchdown. It showed that we came out ready to play, as you can see. So, like, we, and we also played as a team. And we, yeah. All right. And then Jordan, I mean, and Trey, like the other quarterbacks, trained with Coach Denny Thompson at six points. He's a very good quarterback, Trey. All right. Good luck, guys. We're here with Coach Kyle Kennard. He is a first-year head coach at Clay High School. Tell us about how your first year and how you're being undefeated and then about how y'all played tonight. Hey, thanks. Um, you know, we're playing hard. These kids come out and they're executing. Uh, you know, we get on to them. They're in the second half about some penalties and some things like that. And they came out and responded, and they continue to get better each week, and that's all we can really ask for. Um, you know, continue to get better in practice, continue to get better at each game, uh, and try to get ready for the playoffs. So we're excited. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, we want to thank Alex Nunry for that fine report uh, right here on the Teal Shirt Report. The Menendez game, Pedro Menendez, of course, uh, taking on the Clay High Blue Devils. Clay High won the game, though. They got really a good football team. But, you know, Menendez uh, has some talent, too, but they ran into really a juggernaut in uh, Clay High. I mean, Clay High, the Clay High Blue Devils, 49 Pedro Menendez, Falcons 7. Alex Nunry, thank you for that outstanding report. Let's get to some other high school football scores here on the Teal Shirt Report. Bartram Trail High School. The Bartram Trail High School Bears 42. Nice 13. Of course, Nice lost that game. That's uh, Tim Tebow's. Uh, Tim Tebow, uh, former Florida Gator quarterback, played his high school ball at Nice. Again, it was Bartram Trail High School. The Bartram Trail High School Bears 42, Nice 13. Also, Oak Leaf defeated Mandarin. Oak Leaf is now 4 and 2. That's right. Oak Leaf is now is 4 and 2 now. Oak Leaf defeated Mandarin. Oak Leaf 35, Mandarin 12. The final score. Some other scores, you know, across Northeast Florida. Uh, Duval Charter 42, Bell Creek Academy 28. The final score, Interlochen 31, Wolfson Wolfpack uh, 13. Again, that's Interlochen 31, Wolfson Wolfpack 13, the final. St. Augustine defeated Matanzas, St. Augustine 56, Matanzas 21, the final. University of Christian shut out Foundation Academy, 
It was University Christian 35, Foundation Academy nothing. The West Side Wolverines 31, Bishop Kenny Crusaders 18. Let me give you that score again. West Side Wolverines 31, Bishop Kenny Crusaders 18. Baldwin uh, shut out and shut down Ford White. Baldwin 40, Ford White nothing. Trinity Christian, the Trinity Christian Academy Conquerors. Well, they were involved in a low-scoring defensive struggle down in South Florida when they went to play Plantation American Heritage. Trinity Christian Academy won the game late in the game with a field goal. Trinity Christian Academy 3, Plantation America Heritage, nothing. Again, that was Trinity Christian Academy 3, Plantation American Heritage, nothing the final. The Lee Generals, they seem to kind of have Lake City, Columbia County's number the last few years. Uh, the Lee Generals, 38. Lake City, Columbia County, 28, the final score. Orange Park, 30. Middleburg, 27. Again, that's another final score. Orange Park, 30. Middleburg, 27. The Fernandina Beach Pirates, 56. West Nassau, 50. A final score in two overtimes. And we gave you the Thursday night scores earlier. Thursday night, October the 15th, Ed White, 22, Terry Parker, 20. And Andrew Jackson uh, defeated Episcopal. It was Andrew Jackson, 35, and Episcopal, 28. want to thank Andrew, uh, or I should say, let's thank uh, Alex Nunry for the fine interviews he did at the Andrew Jackson Episcopal game. It was Andrew Jackson, 35. And Episcopal 28th of final. I meant to say Alex Alex Nunry was there. Thank you for the fine report, Alex, uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report. Some more Friday night uh, football scores on Friday night, October the 16th. Include some South Georgia and South Alabama scores. Pelham, Georgia, 42. Pelham, Georgia, 42. Randolph, Clay, Red Devils, 6. The final score, yours truly, uh, your, your editor and host of the Tell Shirt Report. I used to do Randolph Clay Red Devil football play-by-play broadcast for well over 10 years. It was Pelham, Pelham, Georgia, 42, Randolph Clay Red Devil, 6. Uh, Turner County, Georgia, 53, Charlton County, Georgia, 7. Uh, Lee County defeated Tiff County, Lee County, 23, Tiff County, uh, 16, the final. Uh, Hardaway, 34, Columbus, Georgia, 7, the final. Uh, Carver, 36. LaGrange, Georgia, 14, a final. Uh, Shaw, 37. And Jordan from Western Georgia. Let's see. Jordan had, uh, let's see. Jordan actually had uh, eight points in the game. It was Shaw, 37. And Jordan, eight from Western Georgia. Eufaula, Alabama. The Eufaula, Alabama Tigers, according to our, our freelance writer, uh, JC with the bigjreport.com uh, from our neighbor sections, our neighbor's areas on the website. Eufaula, Alabama defeated Russell County. Eufaula, Alabama 42, Russell County nothing. The final Eufaula, Alabama is now 7-2 and two on the season. Nine games up in South Alabama already in the books. Nine games already in the books for Eufaula, plus a five-game winning streak for the Eufaula High School uh, Tigers football team. And that's a look at some of the high school football scores for North Florida, South Georgia, and even uh, in parts of South Alabama as well. And we want to thank Alex Nunry for his uh, fine reports as he went to a different stadium on uh, Thursday 
and also Friday. Alex was at the Andrew Jackson Episcopal game on Thursday, and then he went over to the, um, let's see, the Pedro Menendez uh, Clay High School game on Friday night. So that's a look at high school uh, football scores right here on the Teal Shirt Report. Thank you for listening. Hey, here on the Tilshire Report, we check Jacksonville Jaguars football updates, also other area sports and North Florida Entertainment. Speaking of North Florida Entertainment, some concerts starting to come back into the fray. Now, Elton John, with his tour being put together not until 2022 for the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road uh, farewell tour, It'll start in January of 2022. I believe the first show's in uh, New Orleans in uh, January of 2022. Meanwhile, here in Jacksonville, about three months later in April, the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Tour uh, will be held on April the 23rd of 2022. That will be at the uh, Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena on April the 23rd of 2022. So a lot of time to get ready for Elton John. Now, he's not coming back with the farewell tour in 2021. He'll be back in 2022 and in Jacksonville on April the 23rd at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. A little bit sooner on the agenda, the Florida Theater is going to attempt to open back up on December the 10th. It's been, heck, it's been many, many months since there's been a concert at the Florida Theater. There's been so many cancellations and postponements of shows. I know there's been well over 100 shows uh, that have been uh, postponed or canceled uh, here in the local area, particularly at the uh, Florida Theater. And the next show coming up, it looks like the Florida Theater is going to attempt to reopen on December the 10th of 2020, coming up in, uh, heck, just a couple of months. So the first show at the Florida Theater, when they attempt to reopen on December the 10th, will be the 38 special show. That's right, the the iconic Jacksonville, Florida group, 38 special. 38 special. This show will be uh, much sooner, obviously, than the Elton John show. But 38 special will, well, they're scheduled to be at the Florida Theater on Thursday evening, December the 10th at the Florida Theater. What we've heard now from the Florida Theater in reports is that it looks like when they reopen on December the 10th, they will reopen to about 50% capacity of what their normal capacity would be. And I believe the Florida Theater holds maybe close to 2,000 people, 1,900, 2,000 people. So that means you're probably looking at 1,000 people or less at the Florida Theater for 38 special. So it's going to be about 50% capacity. Uh, Also, uh, there'll be face masks that will be worn uh, by the the folks that go to the show. And most everybody else, the uh, stage crew and everybody else will be wearing masks too. And social distancing, of course. But it looks like the Florida Theater, they got a date picked out, 38 special, as the Florida Theater is supposed to reopen on Thursday evening 
December the 10th at the Florida Theater in, uh, of course, downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Also, the Jacksonville Iceman, the East Coast Hockey League's Jacksonville Iceman, tentatively are scheduled to start back up on December the 11th, about December the 11th, at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville. So that is some North Florida entertainment for you as we do check North Florida entertainment, other area sports, and, of course, we do uh, concentrate on the Jacksonville Jaguars as well, of course, here on the Teal Shirt Report. You've been listening to episode number 64. We're on all the major platforms. I mean, we're on Anchor, uh, Spotify, uh, also on, um, let's see, uh, Apple Podcast. I'll mention Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pod Paradise, Buzzsprout, and many, many other major platforms where you can find your podcast, such as the Teal Shirt Report. On our next um, on our next podcast, we'll be talking about the Southeastern Conference. You know, right now the LSU at Florida game has been postponed until December. I believe the LSU at Florida game is going to be scheduled about a week. Uh, there, you know, there's a week before the SEC championship game where everybody gets a week off after the regular season. And then the SEC championship game is played in mid-December or scheduled to be. However, the LSU uh, at Florida game has been postponed due to COVID-19 issues and concerns. And now it appears the LSU at Florida game will be held one week before the SEC championship game. And that's going to uh, create possibly some very interesting scenarios as we head toward December if we can get in this SEC uh, conference-only uh, football schedule that we're, you know, at this point three weeks into. We'll take a look at the SEC power rankings on our next podcast, episode number 65 of the Teal Shirt Report, which will come up in the next, you know, the next day or two. So keep listening for updates. This is podcast number 64, or I should say show or episode number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report. So again, thank you for listening. We do check Jacksonville Jaguars, other area sports, and of course, keep you up to date uh, with North Florida Entertainment. My name is Scott. I'm out. We'll be back with another episode or show another episode and show real soon. This has been episode show number 64. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. That's right. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott, and I'm out. Have a great day and a great weekend. Hey, I bounced back in uh, for just a moment to tell you that, you know, we did mention a little bit earlier. This is Scott, just to come back in here and kind of clarify what we said earlier. If it's not on the Teal Shirt Report, it's not relevant. Well, we, we kind of said that, you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek and had fun with it. But, hey, we're going to have your Jaguars news here, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports. So, you know, to get all of this, to get the relevant information and the opinions of, of, of someone that's, uh, you know, been following the Jaguars, you know, for well over 25 years. I've been in the media, you know, for well over – uh, 20 years or longer, been in the media since the Jaguars started playing. So if you want an inside look at, you know, certainly at uh, what's going on, uh, my opinions and the things that are really relevant, 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and also other area sports, you found the right podcast. Again, this is the Teal Shirt Report. Have a good day. Hey, we're really out this time. Take care. We'll see you. See you next time on episode. This is episode 64. We'll see you on episode 65 in just probably a few hours from now. Take care. This is the Teal Shirt Report. I'm Scott. Thank <laughs> you.